everyone, and welcome to. I was I was doing some recordings for the Legends of Vox Machina earlier, and I didn't have right. my track selected, so I was probably okay. muted. But it's fixed Legit. now, hopefully. And if it's not, they will yell at me. Uh, welcome everyone <laughs> to episode seventy-one, I believe, of the Weather Sheet Podcast, where Alana and myself will be discussing breaking down and generally, general, generally, freaking generally? out over Critical Role Campaign Three, episode thirteen. Boy, was this one a doozy. Now, usually, usually, you know, 13 is like an unlucky number. You know, Friday the 13th, that's like the, ooh, that's like the no-no day. Um, I was born on that day. <laughs> oh, no. That's well, my birthday. Well, you know, uh, <clears throat> it is what it is. Pretty unlucky. Um, and I feel like this episode, while it didn't go badly, it was like <laughs> bad adjacent. It was... It was a very unique, um, unique, uh, bottle of chaos. Was, it was didn't go to, it didn't go to plan, but how it did go was something. Yeah, it, it, went, it was to, like, went to something. It was like the task, task failed successfully type of deal. Question mark. Question, Question mark. mark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's pretty yeah, no, it was, it was wild because they spent quite a bit at the start of the episode and also last episode planning. Like, you know, uh, this is what we're going to do. These are the teams we're in. This is the multitude of options we have. Um, and I loved how at the start they had the uh, team Dorian giving their yeah. multiple views of how they could do this. And it cuts over to like SCG saying, well, this is super easy. They just need to do this one thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's like calling them out, like metagaming in the best possible way yeah. i think travis at one point made like the metagaming pigeon noise like mm -hmm. what's going on in here like yeah um but yeah i mean it, it, it's tricky because they've been presented with this uh difficult task and how are they going to actually do it and you know exactly plans don't and, always work and honestly you know when it comes to plans in D D, I feel like it ultimately oh, eventually yeah. like devolves into just winging it like it does not matter how well you plan you will always end up just having to wing something something's gonna yeah. go wrong and that's just the, nature just of it. the whole thing uh-huh but i think my that's favorite my favorite player to watch that evening was sam because he just looked mm. so stressed the entire time <laughs> yeah, from yeah. start to finish he, he was like whenever whenever like um fern and and dorian were like planning something or, or, or thinking of something to do, FCG or Sam was always just like, no, just do it this way. Just do it like this. It's so much simpler yeah. this way. There was a um, lot of that. I think, I think also because Sam, he's always been such like a strong support player. Like he, yeah. he wants, and he's also been that old kind of agent of chaos of like, no, just do it. Go for yeah. it. It's fine. Like, this is what we're doing now. This is the yeah. plan. Um, so it's that, that um, mixture in him of, oh no, this is going bad. This is, this is how we're doing it. This is the improv we've chosen. This is like yeah. going ahead with it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, 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 was, it was great though. Like watching that episode, the fact that it was the whole four hours was just at the ball. Like we haven't even yeah. finished yet. The night isn't over. Yeah, it's not um, done. I think I think of the time the Mighty Nine went to the ball and like how uh -huh. that got messed up, like, you know, petrifying Essek and like trying to get away with him and anytime yeah. Vox Machina went to a ball. It's classic. It's classic D D mm. ball shenanigans. So I'm I'm excited for the next episode. But this watching this episode was a lot of just like, oh no, they're gonna die. Yeah. <laughs> this is bad. Yeah. This is all yeah. this is all very bad. But also 
One thing that I particularly really like about the fall episodes is that you're introduced to so many new NPCs. Oh, and that was 100% so the case uh, in this one. Um, yep. But also some familiar ones. So we had Oshad and Ella, who were actually present nice. here. Um, Which is who, good. He's up, he's up on his feet. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's, he's chilling. Nice. He's chilling. Um, we also had Gianna. Gianna Hexum was, was present mm -hmm. at this ball. Obviously, Armand came later. Gavis was yeah. there as well. Um, but then we were introduced to a few new ones. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think one of the biggest players that we met, that we met, sorry, was mm -hmm. General uh, Rotanish of the Rotanish. Paragon's Call. Yeah. Yeah. It's a half giant, super, super buff, you know, intimidating <laughs> force. I uh, was there with, with a bunch of his goons that were a bit yeah. rough and tumble. And I was like, you know, I bet these are like the super mm. soldiers. Yeah, which one of these are werewolves? werewolf serum. Yeah, 100%. Um, they, um, I, like the, I like the description of they kind of just been given a nice shirt to throw on to like yep. Yep. seem like they belong, but really they are just kind of mercenaries. Um, he was intimidating. He was like, especially what? during his conversation with Lord, and not to jump ahead at all. Oh, yeah. um, but he was, yeah, he was super intimidating, um, which mm -hmm. makes sense, leader of a mercenary yeah. group. But it, it kind of like went away from the, oh, you know, the Paragon's call, they're this outside entity that we don't need to worry about so far too. Oh, they're very real and they're very here right now. Yeah. Uh, this is this could get dangerous. And as we later learn, it is going to get dangerous for Ashton, most likely. Um, yeah. But that's point. my chair squeaking, by the way. I just want to point out if you hear a little squeak, it's <laughs> my chair. They're totally squeaking. fine. Totally fine. Um, but yeah, no, spooky, a creepy, creepy, intense dude. Mm -hmm. And it really, uh, the way that Mac made this character really then sets the tone for what the Paragon's Call yes. is kind of all about, what their whole vibe is. Um, and and yes. also there was a moment too where, not to jump back, I guess, because we were talking <laughs> about the end, but when Armand was searching for the ring and Orem failed his check to like... Uh, deceive him and say oh it went that way yeah like i was like oh it went that way and he didn't believe him he's like right i don't trust you at all uh he called to the minotaur he called to the one of the members of the power school and said hey watch him they're just showing that you know armand has sway amongst the yep. members of the paragon call because it wasn't just calling out to a guard it was calling out right. to a specific mercenary and saying watch this guy that's um something i'm i hope develops further the kind of mm -hmm. obvious distrust of that's Orem. He was working with Dorian. He was working with them. He was working with Estros. I want to see that yeah, kind of come back. It's, I'm, I'm wondering if... Because, again, Estros was watching this whole thing unfold. So I can only yeah. imagine what Estros was thinking through all of this. It's just like, fuck. But yeah, I was very worried because if anything went wrong, if any of them were suspicious, mm -hmm. Armand can easily just be like, all right, who are they with? Like, who are these exactly, random yeah. people I've never the, seen before? How the fuck did they, they get in here? And they're with Lord Estros. Yeah. I'm like, oh... Yeah. Mm. Mm -hmm. That is highly suspicious. So it's, I I feel like it's pretty much confirmed at this point that it's going to come back to Lord Estoros, especially oh, yeah. since Ashton is involved. I think Ashton was in Lord Estoros' group. He was, yeah. So... Yeah, <laughs> 100%. And... and his, his defense was like, oh, a friend gave this to me or I was dared yeah. to wear this. He did mention that he was there with multiple people. Like, you know, he was double true. booked. He That's said that, true. and he said that to Lady Iman, Iman, was it? Iman? Iman? Uh, I've forgotten her Lady name already. Imoth? 
Emoth, yeah. He, Emoth, I think he yeah. said that to her, maybe. He might have said it to the general. But mm-hmm. I don't think he was really fooling anyone after that point. It's going no, to be very yeah. clear, like, this this ruffian who was causing trouble and causing shit was with mm-hmm. Lord Esteros. Uh, and it's not going to be that hard, I think, for them to put together Dorian's group with them as well, because you've got yeah. the Loomis who know that they work together. You've got... Uh, Gianna, Gianna Hexum, I doubt, would sell him out because he's her guy, but she's also there probably watching her guy yeah. walk out. And then she's like, what the fuck? This is why you yeah, weren't invited. Like, yeah. um, it's just going to be bad, I think. There's, <laughs> there's, no, I mean, unless Ashton just kicks the, kicks, kicks the shit out of uh, the general. Yeah. We'll have to I see. I don't think he's going to. I don't think so. Um, I think this guy's going to be pretty high CR. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but given like this ball, the ball nature of this and the, the duel that happened at the end mm-hmm. and, you know, trying to make contact with people, it was giving me like Firefly vibes, the episode Shindig. Oh. I don't know if you're familiar with, yes. the, with that at all. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I don't know if anyone else felt that way, but this was very, was very Firefly vibes, um, that episode Shindig where they go to the ball and there's a whole duel and shit hits the fan essentially. And it, it doesn't go yeah. well. And it doesn't go well. And that's like that's like a proper jewel to the death as well. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully yeah. this isn't that. But no, this is we just don't know. Nazis, right? Yeah, it's just a, it's just you know, honest folk having a having a good brawl. Um, mm. But there were a few other NPCs that were introduced to. <laughs> one interesting yeah. one was the headmaster um, oh, of yeah. the Allegiant oh. of Allsight. Mm. Uh, one Grease. Alacritos. 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 Which is just like alacrity, which is like, you know, fast, fast dude. Grizz fast dude. Uh, An adorable little goblin, I think. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. That's pretty cool. Um, But they've got links in Ankarel. Yeah, they've got links in Ankarel. And wasn't that the. He works for the. Well, whatever he works for, the university or the the library. It's linked to the research that Imogen wanted yes. or something it was like these people if you want to know more you can go check out mm-hmm. <laughs> look at all the detail i'm giving in my description these people go check them out if you want more information about this thing yeah i mean that, that's know what we're talking about uh, yeah it was you can pair off with this university yep. if you want more information which is a nice little in it's a nice little oh we know someone yeah um but then the other like there was so was much that was happening this episode. There were so many yeah. layers, so many different groups doing their own their own different things. That they completely forgot that this headmaster was here with um, Ajit Dayal, the Ajit the Dayal. one who has connections with the werewolf people, the Gorinye. Yeah, that wait, Chetney was, wait, inter- was interested in finding. What? Yeah, that, that person that. is there. Is here, and Chetney was like <laughs> going to go find him. Oh. But then there was a bunch of other things that happened. Like there, there were so many things that were happening this episode. So Ajit Dayal, are they like they're not the leaders of the the Lycans, are no, they? No, I think they just they just have like no, they were the yes. Oh man, I missed that completely. <laughs> I watched it pretty. I watched it pretty late last night. I have to admit. So yeah. Ooh. Yeah. No. Oh man. I oh, God. I need to rewatch this. There is there. There was a lot. There was a lot. But there was a lot of NPCs. <laughs> a fun. A fun NPC. Uh, well, depending. <laughs> uh, but a fun Easter egg NPC was one Preston Drodalon, the Lord oh of the Quadroads. Alana, do you want to, for those for those that don't know, 
this deep lore. Do you want to tell the people at home how this individual became the Lord of the Quadroads? Oh my god. So, if you haven't seen <laughs> Campaign 1, spoiler alert, this uh, this was the character that towards the... It was towards the end, I think more towards the end of the campaign, mm -hmm. where Grog had his lovely deck of many things, offered him some cards, and this lucky NPC managed to pull two wish cards. Yeah. Oh no, they got, they got the wish card. They got two yeah. wishes from this card. Or was it three wishes? It might have been three wishes. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. This, this MP random NPC, random uh, vagabond kind of NPC in the street wanting to be the Lord of the Quad Roads, suddenly getting immense wealth and power. And now they're back, yep. what, 30 years later? Yep. <laughs> That's so amazing. Absolutely amazing. Three wishes, yeah. Three wishes, 30 years later, back here with all this power and seeming, seemingly, I like how Matt kind of described, seemingly losing some aspect of their grace or their power mm -hmm. or their, their dignity, not dignity, their um, s establishment, I guess. Um, but we've got to think, yeah, five years. Five years is the setup for this NPC. Um, we've got to think, do they still have wishes left? Like, we only know one wish that they used. I don't know. Could this be like almost like a a, a makeshift genie esque? Like they know someone. Yeah. Well, they don't know that they have wishes, but there is this guy just hanging out that has a couple of wishes spare to go. Mm -hmm. I like that concept. Yeah, but um, but that was wonderful. Them them freaking out at the table when they figured know, out who that it was. was. As soon as as soon as he had said, uh, "I'm Lord Preston Jordalon of the Lord of the Quad Roads." Travis immediately Travis was like, yeah. "Wait a minute, hold it on." It was like a wave across yeah, the and table. Then the wave. Yeah. And then Sam texted everyone else on the other side, and then it just happened all over yeah. again. It was so it good. Was, it was wonderful, because it's just a fun callback. It's a fun callback to, like, Grog and the fucking cards, um, because mm -hmm. that just led to so much chaos every yeah. time. Mm -hmm. um, and, yeah, it's, <laughs> like, such a good pull for Matt. Yeah. <laughs> such a good pull. Yeah. He's really it's, good at pulling all these NPCs back into it. it yeah, it's, it's so fun getting these easter eggs uh and he was a uh, he was exactly how i would expect someone yeah. who wished for lordship to to act yeah he seemed like he was kind of like out of his element but he was still like trying to like be confident and like suave mm. and stuff but mm. it's like everyone knows he's probably a sham and stuff <laughs> But, well, that's it. Yeah. How do you suddenly explain excessive wealth if you like don't have industry love, or you don't I have any kind was, of trade? He's just like, I, I belong. Because Fern was like, how did you become a lord? And he, and he was like, through blood, sweat, and, and hard work is how yeah. I did it. Oh, yeah? You yeah. sure about that? 100%. I loved Ashley, too, kind of poking and like saying, do you ever wish for anything? Yeah. Do your wishes yeah. ever come true? It's just like, ah. Oh. <laughs> Um, no, he was he was kind of sleazy, but like yeah. not not in a super gross way. I no. think Fern was maybe giving the sense of like teasing him a little bit. Yeah, um, kind of but no, a bit. it was great. That was just that was wild. That was completely unexpected. Forgotten about that person. I yeah. remember when it happened in campaign one, and they ran off, and someone's just like, oh. But that it could be dangerous. You've just like made this super wealthy person in the world, and then completely forgotten about for five years, mm -hmm. and now we're back, and he's here, he and he's 
Yeah, he's kind of a dweeb. <laughs> yeah. But not what we get. as big of a dweeb as Cyrus. Because what do you know? This For whatever dude. reason, Cyrus is at this party. Accompanied by Lady Emoth Cad, who was accompany accompanying Armand yeah. Treshi. Um, so I don't, yeah, he wasn't, he didn't come in with her. He was just planning to meet up with her yes. or do something with her or mm -hmm. <laughs> whatever the fuck that means. <laughs> I love Chetney going after him being like, what the fuck are you doing here? Yeah, what the fuck? And he's uh, like, oh, I don't know who you are. Yeah. It's like, yeah, shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> you ain't slick, Cyrus. You're not slick. Mm. Um, but it's interesting that, well, it's. I think because the party was like, you know, we will help you lay low. We will we will try to see if we can do anything about this. And then here Cyrus is at the biggest gala of <laughs> Drusar yeah. trying to yeah. solve it himself with Lady Emothcad, who, not to skip ahead, we later find out is in league with the Shade Creepers and has some connection to whatever Duggar went through. Uh, this is the thing. So, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Yeah. So, you know... Cyrus, what the fuck, Cyrus? What the fuck are you doing, Cyrus? <laughs> Literally, what the fuck is up with that? Uh, so that was just another layer uh, to all of this. So, you know, there's the Cyrus layer. There's the Ajitayal um, uh, layer with, you know, connections oh with God. Chetney. There's still the, the ring that they need to find. They're still trying to uncover other hidden members of the Shande Corum. Like, there's so many different things that they had to think about in this, in this party. Um, mm. And then they met Gavis, the face of the Shande Corum. Oh, a I liked very, him. A very interesting character. I liked him. He was a dick, but yeah. I liked him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were they were really it's really like cool. Fun. Um, but it's like one of those characters that you have to be to worry about because yes, they are yeah. very friendly. They are very charismatic. They are very mm. you know they seem to be very carefree and you know they enjoy a conversation, but. When, yeah. With a, per a person like that in that kind of a power position, they will flip, you know, the drop of a hat if, if something doesn't go their yeah. way. They're, and they're the voice of the Shande Koran probably for a reason. Like, this yes. is someone that holds immense power. They mm -hmm. clearly know it. They're clearly kind of loving it. Uh, but you're right. I get that kind of real nasty bitch attitude from them. Um, yeah. I got very strong, like... Uh, Oh, now I'm gonna get the names mixed up. It was like, is it Caesar from the Hunger Games? The um, yes. the, yep. the presenter, mm -hmm. the the yep. TV presenter. I kind of got yeah. that like air and uh, kind of flamboyancy yeah. from them. That's a good one. But yeah, yeah but 100, percent I think there's that that drop where they'd be like, all right, fuck this shit. I'm gonna like yeah. actually kill some people. Like, yeah. um, or not me personally though. I'll get some oh, people yeah. to kill some people for yeah, me. Um, but yeah, they they were pretty intense, and you could get the sense of. Even them to say like, "Oh, I'm bored with this conversation now. I'm moving on." It's mm -hmm. like, okay, this person knows knows essentially what their time is worth. I guess even yeah. if it is really dickish, um, they're just like, yeah, they're they're about the hustle, uh, yeah. and it's scary when they're that carefree and <laughs> that powerful. Exactly. Um, exactly. Yeah. Um, but then you know, once all of that was said and done, um, there were a few like rumors and stuff that FCG was able to pick up or Orem was yeah. how the Stratus throne uh, turned down Ooh. the invites. Cause I know there were some like backstory, like political shenanigans yeah. that had been happening like years prior. Um, so that was mm. just an interesting thing to note. Um, but then 
there was time for the dance. Mm, this is when cool dance. It was a cool dance. There was a really, really uh, creative idea that, that Matt had mm. made. Uh, this whole like social dance. Get to know each other, to mingle, network is basically what it was. Yeah. Uh, but this is when um so when things started to go a little uh not south, but like like sideways. Crooked. Southeast. Uh, southeast. Yeah, one kind of southeast. <laughs> in a southeasterly yeah. direction. Yeah. Um, but it was great. It was great. I feel it, really bad it, for um, Robbie, uh, specifically, because <laughs> he seemed to be... They, they all looked, seemed pretty stressed about, like, what to do, because this was a pretty big deal. Um, yeah. So it was just... It was hilarious seeing them try to, like... Like, when one thing messed up, like, okay... What do we do now to, to, to fix the yeah, situation? Yeah. But then that messed up. Like, okay, what well, now? What do we do? It, was just, it yeah. just kept building up on each other. Because it might have been that type of thing where it's also like you know, or you know, regroup, replan. But in the yeah. moment, especially when you're playing D and D, it's like no, we need to fix the yeah. previous mistake and move forward. Like, uh, it's like that sunk cost fallacy of like we've got so much work in now, we can't give up now. Let's just yeah. keep going. Mm -hmm. um, which I mean, it's super entertaining. So job successful. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> we love to watch it. Um, yeah, but it, it, it didn't go to plan. The plan yeah. was done. The job was done, but mm. yeah, not to plan. Uh, and I think there might've been like some confusion at the table to begin with. And then it just, yeah, kind of went, <laughs> went from there. Um, yeah. cause I feel like when, I mean, first off, Fern's just like, all right, I'm taking the ring. I've got my chance. <laughs> yeah. I'm taking the ring. And it's like, ooh, oh no. And like popping it off the thumb. When Matt described oh. that, and he said, like, you hear a pop, I was like, did she like dislocate yeah. his entire thumb? Yeah. Um, but I like that because it kind of plays more into her character of she's just like, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> taking taking your ring. Um, yeah. Yeah, but. Oof. But I mean, you know, like it, thinking about it, like, I didn't really see any other way they were going to be able to get it off. So. <laughs> Yeah, he seemed, it, seemed, it, it was obviously this moment was kind of set up for them to try and yeah. do it. I think they just, the roles were not in their favor. Exactly. Last night. It was pretty, pretty poor rolling. Mm. Not that you can fix your roles or anything, but it's, it was pretty unlucky roles throughout yeah. the night. Or pretty mid-tier roles. Yeah, and it, it could have been a totally different night because yeah. Imogen almost succeeded with her telekinesis to mm. get the ring off of him. Uh, Matt yeah. said like she was like one one off from from it succeeding. Yeah. So and I think it yeah, it would have been easier for them to just you know take it. Mm -hmm. um, but then yeah, so they Fern had it. She took it and she just casually drops it, um, <laughs> which leads to that whole then the whole es escapade of FCG running in grabbing it, Oren yep. pretending to like mm -hmm. help but not really. Yep. Poor Imogen slash Maud on the ground searching yep. for it. Uh, I think and um yeah. Man. I think the part that made me the most stressed was when Robbie was like, all right, I'm going to throw the ring to Fern. I was like, no, no, yeah. please. Not well, like it was, this. Uh, it was before that because like, I don't want to, I don't want to make any assumptions or anything. And it, yeah. this is what, in no way casting any, um, any criticisms oh, because yeah. this is the idea it happens. I think like, cause Robbie's saying, I'm going to give him the ring. And there was maybe a bit of a confusion of like, He's like, I've got the ring, but they'll say, no, you need to pretend to pick up the ring first. Because yeah. if you're just like, I've got the ring, it's clearly 
something sus. So that was stressful because it's just like, oh, oh no, there's like some miscommunication happening here. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, But you know, it happened. It fucking happens. (laughs) Oh yeah, of course. D&D always happens. Um, That was that was kind of stressful though because I was like, what Mm -hmm. if Dorian's just like, I found your ring, and Armand's like, what the fuck? I just saw it go that way. Yeah. Like, what is happening here? This is now incredibly suspicious. Um, so I like that they were able to then, you know, distract him, pass it off, give it to Fern, you know, by throwing it and get like, proposing to her with the throw. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, eventually making its way to, to Imogen. Um, mm. Not without, you know, Aman showing kind of maybe his true colors as an absolute dickhead. Yep. Then we have to like, I and wonder what, we, we probably won't ever know. Like, what kind of value does this ring actually mm, have? That's it, yeah. Because he what? was he was not happy about losing no. it. Mm-hmm. What if the what if the actual ring itself, the um the real ring, is like a super powerful item, or it's like could be. Well, they like, have it now. Right? Someone has it. They FCG. Do, has it's it. inside FCG, so hopefully he yeah. doesn't absorb it. <laughs> oh, true. Oh, yeah. yeah. They should. They should yeah, definitely do like that uh, and identify or something on. Mm. It'd be yeah, pretty uh, pretty big, a pretty big ring. But I, I also I also worry that if this is something that is so uh, recognizable or so uh, important to him, he would notice if it's a fake on his thumb. Because yeah. that's is like you know it's been made to look identical. But there's there's something about you know having a ring that you wear or like having like I mean I wear the same watch. I've worn the same watch for ten years. If someone were to get me a replacement watch that looks exactly the same. I'd be like, I think I'd be able to tell that it's a different watch. Like unless you yeah. are able to completely mimic it, you're going to know that there's something wrong with it, but you know, yeah. whether or not Matt plays yeah. that up or not. So I think he might be a bit kind and not <laughs> do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Especially cause going off of that, if it is magical, like his actual mm. ring, his decoy one isn't going to have that enchantment. So, mm it's going to be pretty obvious that it was that it was switched out so either matt plans for that that armand always was going to know that his ring was switched or it's just not magical and it just that's has like, like really, sentimental value that's given me like a really cool idea for like an uh, for a, uh, a session a dnd session of a party needs to steal a ring and when they do it's like a um, polymorph ring or it's like a change shape ring and when they take it off the creature like reveals itself I was like, oh. imagine if they take the ring off and it was like a fiend or something. Oh um, shit! Didn't happen. Cool idea. Free that to use cool. it. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah, man. that'd be really cool. But I um, was because we had talked about this uh, last week. But one thing that didn't happen that I was worried about was that there was going to be some like climactic event that happened here, like yeah. some kind of like an attack or something. And I mean, mm. there's still time for that. We're still That's at the right. ball, so yeah. I guess there technically yeah. still is time. But we didn't get it. We didn't get it that episode. So mm-hmm. hopefully, hopefully that th- there's enough excitement that happens that Armand will be like, you know what? Call it. You know what? Don't, don't do the attack. Hold the dragons. Don't do it. Yeah. Hold yeah. the dragons. Uh, this yeah. night was hectic enough. Uh, we'll do mm-hmm. it some other night. Uh, yeah. So hopefully that, that is the case. Um, but I did really like Laudna's conversation with... Yes, that was really cool. Um, especially revealing <laughs> that the general is a follower of the Raven Queen. Mm. Um, which is what is it with these? Cool. What what is it with these like you know big buff dudes <laughs> with uh, 
less than stellar moral choices following the the Raven Queen. I know she's kind of like a neutral deity, but she's also yeah. she's not an evil deity. No. I said deity before. Deity. <laughs> she's not mm. evil. She's kind of neutral, but mm. we've got like he he seems like a bit of a odd choice to follow her. I guess uh, who was it? It was a wolf. Aid Wolf Aid was Wolf, a yep. follower of mm-hmm. Raven Queen. Um, I, I guess that's true though for any any religion and deity, you can have dickheads follow them and claim yeah. to be yep. claim to be you know followers of the Dusk Mother, but really they're just like meh, yeah. the nice shield to hide behind. Oh. Yeah, because uh, also because also he's, wait, sorry because his his symbol was like a golden a golden yeah. uh, beak, which. Seems very flamboyant for for the Raven Queen. It seems very kind yeah. of ostentatious, mm-hmm. which kind of it gave it gave me that sense of um, falseness of, you know, it's like I'm not going to make any real world illusions, but it's it's mm-hmm. that falseness of having a, uh, a like a gold symbol for this very kind of um, mm-hmm. sensible god. Yeah. Uh, which makes me think, you know, maybe maybe they think they're a true follower, but maybe their morals aren't fully aligned. But they did cast allusions towards Lorna being this undead entity of saying you travel between the two worlds, like, yeah. Which isn't which isn't great. It isn't. I don't like the idea that he was seemed so interested in it and that he was so kind of, you know, interested in her. It's it's, mm-hmm. it's not nice. Mm-hmm. It's concerning. Concerning yes. would be the word. Yeah. It's yeah. it's pretty it's pretty spooky, especially given that Laudna is directly connected to, uh, you know, <laughs> Ashton. She's in Ashton's group. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. not good, not great, but uh-huh. you know it'll be fine. But speaking of Ashton, um, one Vali Vali was there. We know Vali as the individual whose office Chetney had broken into. Yeah, had connections with uh, with Ira. And Vali spotted Ashton from across the room and noticed the mask. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. And then sent ye old ye old general to, to shake him down. <laughs> I had oh, I've gotta make this I've gotta make this meme and put it on, on Twitter or something. But it, it reminded me of that Always Sunny episode of I don't know if you've seen Always Sunny, but this the meme of Mac and Charlie looking at each other from across the restaurant, like Oh <laughs> like just yeah. looking yep. eyes and seeing mm. each other. I got that like strong sense of like you <laughs> like just pointing at each other yeah. um yep, yep. yeah that was good and then Ashton like really played into it which i like but it was like almost it then kind of destroys his story of oh you know someone just gave this to me as a joke because he really right. played into the, like the, the bowing and the and the kind of an- antagonizing them with the outfit a bit mm-hmm. um yeah and yeah and as felice says ira also blew up the tower so <laughs> this is Yep. Ooh. Yep. So there's a lot of just a lot of stuff, stuff happening here. Yeah. Um, but then we had the uh, the slap fight that they <laughs> they exchanged. Uh, I like between, it. Uh, That's some classic duels. It's a shame they didn't have gloves to slap each other with. Yeah. Like I slapped uh, my glove at you, sir. But I guess, but I guess to help to help give the people a better visual of what it was exactly that Vali saw. Uh, let's take a look at some fan art. Hey! Uh, specifically yours, uh, because yours gives us a very good visual of Mm. what exactly caused, uh, Vali's blood to run cold. So let's take a look here, switching over to... 
this. Oh man. This it's killer are by Hot Scythe? Scythe? At Scythe. I think it might be Scythe. Scythe? On, on, on Twitter. It's yeah. uh, flipping off flipping off um, either Volley or uh, or the General in this one. I got very, very, I got very like, I mean, it looks very Joker-esque. I think yeah. it's just because the colors are green and the purple. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it, it's just such a cool That's visual. That's terrifying. That is very <laughs> Nightmare King. Um, yeah, and Stormy Boy in chat saying the fact that Tao forgot about uh, the, wearing the mask. Oh, yeah. Out and saying, like, <laughs> super incognito. It's like, yeah, but you're wearing the Nightmare King mask. He's like, oh, yeah, I am. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh awesome. my God. Yep, I awesome. forgot about that. There were a lot of really funny, like, small moments in, uh, in that episode. That was definitely one of them. So good. So good. So cool. Um, so yeah, very, very well done here. Uh, my art has more or less nothing to do with the episode. Uh, <laughs> I'm just a huge fan of the Briarwoods, and we obviously know that okay. one is directly connected. And I was coming off of watching Legends of Vox Machina. So when I saw this oh, one yeah. on the front of my Twitter feed, I was like, I have to just, I have to show this one. Even though I'm pretty sure everyone has probably already seen it at this point. Let me switch over to this gorgeous art done by, oh, I had to wade through a lot of Percy art before I got to Ashton. <laughs> I yep. was like, by no, no. at Drius Maker. Whoa. God, Delilah pulling the strings behind my law down there. Wild. So cool. Oh, man. That is beautiful. Yep. Holy heck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hope everyone's keeping up with Legends of Vox Machina if you're able to, because it's getting real good. It's getting it stresses me out so much. It's stressing me out. <laughs> yeah, it's very stressful. And, uh, yeah, I can't wait for more. But also, I'm scared for more. But uh, it's going to happen eventually. We're going to get some more. We're going to get some more Delilah at some point. Oh, man. The yeah. one that she's pushing into Sorcerer. It's okay. She's breaking yeah, free. Yeah, she's, she's pushing, pushing it back. She's, she's fine. It's fine. Everything is going to be A-OK -okay for, for our intrepid heroes. No way mm -hmm. anything goes wrong. Um, and I love another another small moment uh, when Dorian introduced Imogen and Orum as Maud and Copernicus. Just totally really random names. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Maud and Copernicus. But then Maybe. I love how Laura like really played into that like servant like vibe, I guess. Because then like yeah. later on when Dorian had introduced Imogen as his servant to Gavis, Gavis mm. was like, can you go and like fetch me a drink? Like towards mm. towards Imogen and stuff, just. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> they made the joke too later because Imogen left to get the drink and then yep. someone tried speaking to her. She's like, Imogen's not here. And yep. I don't know it's who, it might've been bored now. <laughs> yep. Imogen's gone, only bored remains. Yeah, the origin um, story, the villain origin yeah. story. I love that. I love the kind of shit she was giving back to Robbie for, you know, saying like, no, no, it's fine. I'm the servant, I guess. He's like, I knew you were mad about it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fun. Uh, oh, Laura's great. So we have we have all that stuff. We have the, the slap fight between Ashton and um, the general yeah. that went down and then the duel the that they're going to have. But we also had... Chetney going after Cyrus oh, yeah. and then stumbling upon 
uh, Lady Emoth Cad with a few familiar foes. What do we think about that? So, so we, because we found her, because he initially tracked her, and yeah. we saw that she was doing some creepy movements. She was doing, you know, spooky lady movements, moving super fast and shutting the door. And he's like, okay, weird. I'm going to back off from this. Um, and he got that sense of, you know, musty, moldy smell from her, which is already, you know, sending off alarm bells. Like, uh-oh, yeah. that doesn't sound good. Nope. <laughs> That's nope, bad. Nope. And then remembering, I think when Matt said, you remember someone kind of distracting the guards for a moment as you left and thinking back, it's like, oh yeah, that sounded like Cyrus. That, I think that was probably one of the most stressed I was in the whole episode. I was like, what is this fucking idiot doing? Where is he? What, what is going yep. on? Yep. Oh, so when, when he goes back and he can't find him, it's like, he has to be in the room. He has to have gone in there. Seeing that the lock, seeing that the lock was broken too, it had like previously been unlocked, mm. makes me think that, you know, Cyrus isn't necessarily working alongside Lady Emoth. He's working against her, <laughs> which to see her then still established in the room and, you know, not taken care of or mm -hmm. to whatever extent, and she's still just working, doesn't bode well for Cyrus. <laughs> no, because and then we have to, like, how did Cyrus even get into contact with this? And this individual. But, so my, my theory is that he was he's still with the um the Corsairs, the Hubbard Corsairs. That's and that right. they and made a connection between Duggar and her potentially. Yes. Maybe they were tracking the shade creepers, maybe they explored a tunnel and they're like, Okay, this is a, this is a figure of interest. maybe Cyrus I don't maybe they sent him to do it. I don't think they would though. He doesn't seem like the best choice no, for that. Not really. But or maybe he heard it and thought, "Oh, I can make a connection here." I don't know. This guy's a this guy's he's lovely. He's super. <laughs> let's say that he's super lovely, um, but he's dumb. So <laughs> maybe he made this connection of, "Oh, I can fix this somehow." But if she's like Duggar, if she is this, what if we're sticking with our initial theory that this is some ublex shit? And she's a simulacrum, mm -hmm. and she's, you know, just a puppet for this other entity. What the fuck's gonna happen to Cyrus? What if, what if they, what if Cyrus becomes like a simulacrum? Yeah. Well, he's obviously not gonna become a simulacrum, but what if there's a simulacrum made of Cyrus, and he's down in the fucking underdark somewhere, being mm -hmm. captive? Please, that's actually cool. Cause then we can go to the underdark. So it's all good. Oh yeah, yeah. We have to. So the the two on our wish list. Baywild shenanigans and Underdark shenanigans. Underdark. Always Underdark. <laughs> yep. Those are the two things that we need. But so stressful. So stressful. And then and, and Chetney left. Like, I get why he did, but I was really hoping he would, like, push further into the room. Oh, yeah. But no, it, it was smart. It made sense that he left. But I'm just so stressed now for them to, you know, meet up. They're going to have to do the fight. They're going to have to probably reconvene with Lord Estros at some point, being like, hey... We blew it a little bit. Um, yep. And then Chetney's going to be like, oh, by the way, Dorian, your brother's possibly <laughs> in trouble. This night is not ending anytime soon. No. No, it's going to be, be a lot. Never ends. Is it, is next week the one before the break? Yeah, so. Yeah, so next we week's have next last episode. episode of the month. It's going to be a cliffhanger probably. Oh, it, feels, oh. it feels like it might be, but I mean, maybe, maybe it all resolves next episode. Like the fight happens. Punches are thrown. 
Uh, the remainder of the night is, like, uneventful. Well, no, because they still need, they still want to try to find, like, secret members of the quorum. So, like, when the night ends, like, if some of them decide to, like, stick around because there is, like, housing or, like, rooms for people to stay Ooh. in, like, yeah. maybe they try to post up in one of the rooms and then, like, some sneaky sneaky. How sus is it that Lady Emoth, Emon, whatever her name is, she was Lord Amand's date. She came with Lord Amand. Yeah. So either he's in on it or there is a massive conspiracy to get close to people in power and they're slowly, like, you know, replicants, like, <laughs> thing of taking out people in power. What was that from? That was something in recent. I watched a movie like that recently where they're taking people in power and re replacing them. Um, oh, Yeah. I was watching Peacemaker, but <laughs> taking people, replacing them with uh, with simulacrums. So I like that because it's bringing us back to that Duggar plot hole, which we've kept saying isn't over. Like we've got we've got more of this to come. So I'm super excited to see that that arc, that kind of plot thread re readdressed. But then they've got like you know the heist in the Heartmore. They've got... I know there's still so much. Imagine's dream, which they haven't like even added more to her like we've got that huge thing about her mother being involved and and then just forgotten about because there's so much stuff happening right yeah. now yeah. Oh, yeah it's it's not it's not good they just keep adding things onto their plate that was already full to begin with and now it's like yeah. it's like that lilo and stitch sandwich stacker game where shit's just still <laughs> piling on higher and higher uh it's not it's not a good reference. It's not good. It's not good. While that oh, game was fun, this is not fun. This is, this is a whole lot of stuff that they're involved in. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, it's not, um, not going to go But well. ultimate stress, the biggest thing I'm stressed about, I think, because, you know, things can happen to the party. That's yeah. D&D. Things are meant to happen to the characters. I'm fine with that. I'm oh, yeah. excited oh. to see what happens. I am... Stress about Cyrus. I'm really stressed about Lord Esteros. I think they've I know. fucked his name. He's the, like he's his the name. biggest loser in this in this whole situation. And he seemed like he seemed like he was, you know, oh, you know, Ashton's with me. I better go watch. Like I better mm. check. But it just, I hope <laughs> it's that kind of thing of like, I feel like he's gonna be like, I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. Yep. <laughs> like, yep. Um, but I'm more worried that he's now on a hit list and he's a figure of interest. Yeah. Stress. It's, Lots of stress. I mean, it would suck if Lord Estros ends up being, like, assassinated. But, I mean, <laughs> would he be? Because they don't really have enough evidence right now. So, if anything, I think he would just be watched and, like, followed. Maybe. Uh, I he hasn't really done anything to like harm any of them it would only be bad if armand realizes that he has a fake ring yeah that's when it would because be very bad he's not an idiot i don't think no he's he's gonna be like well where did this ring come from all mm -hmm. those fuckers that were fucking with me last night yeah and messing around with the ring, he's he's got he's got you know bad vibes from Orem. He he yeah. he might I mean, he might be dickish enough to forget about Imogen, 
But mm -hmm. I don't think he's dickish enough to forget that Imogen was with Dorian and Fern, the one that actually took the ring and the yeah. ones that were so eager to meet with him. Like, he's not that, he's not dumb enough to, to uh, ignore that information. Mm -hmm. And then it would not be hard to place them with Lord Estros's group because they're, they're an established party at this point. They don't have a name, but they're an established party at this point. Soon. People around Someday town soon. know about them. Yeah. So, and like, yeah, FCG is well known to travel with Ashton and like they split up, they were yeah. different groups. Uh, oi, oi, yeah. oi, oi. And FCG will literally be one that they remember because most of them, like even Gavis was like, oh my God. Like, I feel, I feel kind of bad for XCG, like, because we're we're on the train, we're on the same train of thought here that you know FCG going to be a real boy one day. Oh yeah, like totally. And they've got they've got a soul and they've got a personality and they've got like a, a sentience that makes yeah. them a living creature. Mm -hmm. So I feel bad whenever it's you know it's kind of funny, but I feel bad whenever it's like oh wow a, a robot that's talking mm -hmm. like. Um, they just kind of play along. They're just like, yeah, sure. Like, I feel, I feel like, oh, FCG, I want you to be your own person. Yeah. <laughs> Not just, I mean, it's useful. It's definitely useful, but it makes me sad. It makes me sad. He, they don't get no respect. Yeah. They're basically just seen as an automaton rather than as yeah. FCG. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was worried about... Dorian, because he had introduced himself as, you know, Bronte's second son, mm -hmm. Squall. I was worried they were gonna, there were going to be people there that recognized him, but it seemed like we were able to dodge that for the most part. Mm. Um, there was that one individual, I don't think I wrote down their name, maybe that was Preston, who had approached Dorian uh, earlier yeah, in the was, episode. That might have been Preston. That was Preston. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then it was because I think the, I think they called out like the hey you don't look like you know what you're doing sort of thing yeah. like mm -hmm. um, but I liked and again leading more to the stress of how many people reacted to Estros's appearance this was mm -hmm. like a what kind of thing like oh my gosh he's mm -hmm. here um, yeah. so that leads to the stress of people who are going to pay attention to who he turned up with and exactly really good everyone's going to be like oh look that's that's uh, that's Estros's bodyguard about to be beaten bloody by the leader of the Paragon's call. Um, weird. Yeah, so... Not... <laughs> lots of, lots not of stress. Not good. So what do we think, what do we think is going to happen next episode? Because we'll, we'll obviously have the fight. Do we think mm. that they are going to try to stick around to try to get more information on other Shandai Corps members? Or do we think they might just cut their losses and be like, okay, we gotta just go. Like, we've drawn enough attention to ourselves. We gotta get out of here. I mean, I've not been to any fancy balls or anything like that. But uh, I feel like once a duel happens, if you lose, you're probably gonna leave, right? Like, yeah. We, we, like the we don't shame. know... We don't know what this... Uh, Ratash, is it? Ratash? General Ratash? Uh, Ratanish? Ratanish? Ratanish. Ratanish. Yeah. We don't know what their deal is. We assume they're some kind of... You would assume martial expert because mm -hmm. um, they work on it using weapons and yep. things like that. Um, maybe some kind of fighter, maybe some mm -hmm. kind of... Possibly barbarian themselves, but... Ooh, would it be cool if they're a monk? Wouldn't it be cool if they're a monk? But we get the sense that they're probably going to be able to handle themselves in a fight. And I feel like the general, the leader of the Paragon's call, 
uh, is going to be quite tricky to deal with. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not, I'm not confident in Ashton's ability to win the fight, maybe to mm-hmm. survive the fight, but to win the fight makes it seem a little, we don't know. We don't know, but that's just my assumption. That's my assumption of how the fight will go. But I feel like they can't leave because if, as soon as Chetney turns up and says, hey, Cyrus is missing and this shade creep is around, like, right, they're that, just going to want them right back in. Back. Yeah. Because they can't just leave. They can't, they can't be well, they like, can't oh, leave. we'll yeah, do they, it. They can't leave Cyrus behind. Dead by that. Yeah. If yeah they yeah, get yeah. kicked out. Oh, what about Mons? Like, you broke my thumb, get out, <laughs> sort mm-hmm. of thing. Like, and, and, oh, yeah. He could do that. He probably would. Stress. He probably it's would just do stress. that. Stress. <laughs> so I think, yeah, I, I agree. I'm not very confident that Ashton will win, but he does have assistance from FCG who created that like symbiotic link or I'm sympathetic, sure. and, sympathetic bond. And I suppose rage will help as well. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe. Maybe Ashen can win. That would be huge. I feel like that would be like a weight of stress kind of relieved. But maybe also adding on like a new layer of stress and then people will be like, oh, who are you with? Like, I want to hire you for, for my stuff. Can I talk to like Lord Estros and be like, hey, yeah, I, I don't know. But it could be a lot. But yeah, they really, at least Dorian won't. Dorian will not leave without knowing that Cyrus no, I- is... Is fine, like is okay. Dorian won't leave Dorian. Fern won't leave Dorian. Yep. Like, they're they're in it. Yeah. Yeah. So, next episode could be just a whole. It could still be the ball, like a continuation of of all the ball shenanigans. We also have to remember this four-hour episode probably only spanned like a half an hour. Yeah, it was to quick. an hour. Like. Yeah. The the whole ring passing scene only lasts about five minutes only a few minutes yeah. so it's just it's just funny like putting into perspective the timeline like when you're playing dungeons and dragons of like how long things actually took to to play out and to have happen so there is still yeah. a lot of this night left uh to Too unfold much. and to experience <laughs> and i am terrified terrified for them yep not gonna be good um, but do we have any other thoughts, feelings, emotions about the plethora of NPCs we are introduced to, the different um, avenues this can go? I think I think uh, it was either Laura actually said at the end of the night, like, "Well done, Matt." That was so many oh, NPCs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was impressive. The fact yep. that they all like. I've said it before. Matt's ability just to jump into the voice of the characters mm-hmm. uh, is so good. Like. Yeah, kudos to Matt. That was an incredible session. And even just keeping on top of then, you know, because it's, it's it's helpful for the DM when you listen to your party plan and mm-hmm. you get an idea of what they kind of want to happen. Yeah. Um, then obviously when it doesn't work because it's a game and the roles don't allow it to work, mm-hmm. you being able to think on your feet. And that's where Matt really shines, obviously, is, you know, adapting and adding to how the story unfolds. Um yep. Oh, but yeah, well, well done. That was so good. So many characters, so many changes, so many flipping between yeah. uh, encounters, essentially. I think at one point when he's like, all right, Lorna, what are you doing with the gem? And she's like, we're, yeah. we're doing my thing. Yeah, Why? No. Like, my let's dumb, focus on that. Dumb scene, yeah. Um, but no, it was, 
yeah, it was good. It was a really fun episode. I was, um, it was. when I was watching, I was tweeting and I like to make gifts and I only made one gift last night because I was like, I'm too invested. I, I can't pay. I can't. I, like, I need you, to focus. You could not miss a single part of that episode. Pretty much. Pretty much. It was yeah. nonstop Pretty. chaos and shenanigans that mm -hmm. were happening. Uh, yeah. But I'm here for it. It definitely delivered. Uh, I'm glad there wasn't some big battle that that took mm -hmm. place or some kind of a crazy fight. But we might get that next episode. You never know because the Shade Creepers are here. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah. So it could get could get really bad really quickly. Yes. And like you were saying before, next episode could end on a cliffhanger because you know that always has to happen whenever there's like a week off. No. Yeah. I was, I was grateful for this episode being a bit shorter. Four hours is nice. The last yeah. two episodes have yeah. been over five hours very, or close to five hours. Very long. It was tricky. But uh, this was a nice, succinct, almost bottle episode. Yeah. Um, just the bottle's extending to next week. <laughs> yeah, it's a long one. Yeah. It's a long one. Uh, but I'm here for it. Uh, mm -hmm. But is that all? Is that all we've got for this one? So, I'm, I'm taking a quick glance over my... No, it's just kind of a shorter episode, or like in terms of the yeah. podcast, um, because there but wasn't was, a whole was lot that happened. Yeah, there was one really was the ball, and then just mm -hmm. all the little mini accounts that happened mm -hmm. in it. So I think so. Yeah, that's that's but pretty yeah. much it. Oh, there was like no moon references. We got away without talking. Well, we didn't cause just now, Ew. but we got away without talking about the moon. <laughs> yeah, so. is, this, is this the first time? Like in a while that we haven't mentioned Ruidus or Theris Dune? Well, we've done it now, but. Oh, yeah. Whoops. I was say well, well, I've ruined it. I've ruined our, our, our track record for this for this episode. That's all right. We'll shoot. Christ. We'll shoot for next week to uh, not mention <laughs> Theris Dune or Ruidus, but they're going to be outside, they're going to be in the light of the moon. So, chances are... Up in the or tie on, like, oh, I can't wait for the ball. I'm so excited to stole my chaos. Yeah, yeah. So, we'll, we'll do our best, but our best is never good enough. Uh, and with that, we will go ahead and call this one a wrap. As always, thank you all so much for joining us. Those of you who joined us in chat, thank you for hanging out. Uh, talking with us, sharing your thoughts and feelings about it. Thank you to everyone who's going to be watching this on YouTube or listening to it on Spotify or Anchor or wherever else this podcast may find itself. We appreciate all of your support. But if you are looking to support us further, be sure to follow us on Twitter. That is going to be at WhatTheSheepPod on Twitter. Uh, we post when we're going live and... That's pretty much it. So if you're wanting to just stay up to date on when we'll be when when we will be going live, that is the best place to do so. A link to that will be in the description of this live stream as well as the YouTube video. So thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone who comes out and supports us. It does mean a lot to us. Um, and as always, don't forget to love each other. Spread the love, spread the love to everyone you meet, everyone you see, especially with Valentine's Day coming up. Uh, make sure you're doubly spreading the love then. Uh, make 2022 the year of spread love, but most importantly, don't forget to love yourself. That is the most important thing you can do. So make sure you're taking care of yourself. Drink some water, eat some food, get plenty of rest. I'm proud of you. Once again, thank you for being here. So with all of that being said, I hope you all have an absolutely wonderful rest of your morning, day, evening, wherever you may be on this glorious earth. And we'll see you all very soon. Bye, everyone. Bye.
I would just like to take a second to give a huge shout out to all of my Patreon supporters. Thank you to my expositors, Leah, Olivia, Sean, Pseudonym, and the DM Sten. Thank you to my archivists, Annika, Daniel, Elliot, Emerson, Melissa, Noel, and a huge thank you to all of my high curators, Adam, Andrea, Caleb, Dustin, Rin, and Sylvia. Thank you all so much from the bottom of my heart for showing your support on Patreon. It truly does mean a lot to me, and I hope you all have an absolutely wonderful rest of your day.